Welcome to Kids Considered, where two pediatricians discuss children's health topics of interest to parents in a podcast with new subjects considered every episode. I'm Dr. Lena Vanderlist. And I'm Dr. Dean Blumberg. And we're both pediatricians at UC Davis Children's Hospital in Sacramento, California. So Dr. Lena is off for this episode, but I'm pleased to welcome Dr. Kylie Abison. She is a pediatrician here at UC Davis Children's Hospital, and I'm happy that she's here to talk about this with me during this episode. I'm happy to be here. Great. So let's talk about the problems with being perfect. I don't know that the issue is being perfect. It's more striving for perfection. Thank you. That's exactly why perfectionism can be a real problem. Children with perfectionism may be paralyzed by this. They worry a lot and are often pretty unhappy. There are a lot of upsides to perfectionists that parents appreciate, the attention to detail, the responsibility, and the commitment to achieving things. And then there are downsides we need to discuss also. So before we get into the details, let's talk about how common this is, some possible causes, and some signs of perfectionism. First of all, what is perfectionism? That's a perfectly good question, because don't we all want to be neat and get all the answers right and be flawless? Yeah, of course we do, but some people, including children, they set high standards that may be so high that they're really impossible to achieve. And then they may become self-critical, and this can lead to other problems such as anxiety, depression, and overreactions to mistakes. So, perfectionist children aren't satisfied with their efforts. Their mistakes are unacceptable to them, and often they aren't pleased even when they achieve their goal. So, how common is perfectionism? Well, over one in four adolescents in the U.S. have some form of perfectionism. That is, they are striving for impracticable perfection, and this results in emotional pain. Wow, you're absolutely right. I really had no idea that perfectionism is this common. And that's why I think that it's important that we are having this discussion. So let's talk about what causes perfectionism. Yeah, there are many reasons that children may be perfectionists, but let's start with biology. So it's clear that there is a genetic component to perfectionism. It does seem to run in families. And it's also linked to obsessive-compulsive disorder, or OCD, as well as eating disorders. But there are also some environmental factors that may lead to perfectionism also. Some of these reflect family pressure and parenting choices that involve inappropriate praise, and we'll discuss this in more detail later. And there are a variety of societal pressures, too, including the desire to receive high grades, get high test scores, and fill resumes with extracurricular achievements in order to get to the, into the top schools. Plus, the media pays inordinate attention to the top stars in movies, music, sports, and other realms. That sends a message to children that they need to be at the top and they can't make any sort of mistake. Yeah, and I'm just getting exhausted just thinking about how hard it is to be a kid these days, all the pressures there are um, for kids. So how do parents know if their child is a perfectionist? So perfectionist children are often overly self-critical. For example, if they get 19 out of 20 questions correct on a test and they get an A on the test, they might focus on the one answer that they got wrong. And it might go without saying, but I'll say it anyway. They have very high expectations for themselves, and these expectations may be unrealistic. 
Setting the bar so high results in feelings of inadequacy and poor self-confidence when they don't reach their impossible goals. This can result in anxiety, they're worried about making mistakes, and depression. And then they may procrastinate to avoid difficult or stressful jobs. They may even become highly critical of others, even while being highly sensitive to criticism themselves. If you're concerned that your child is exhibiting some of these features of perfectionism, it's important to recognize it because it may impact their long-term health. So let's talk about some of the consequences of perfectionism. We already mentioned that perfectionism may be linked to anxiety and depression, plus obsessive-compulsive disorder and eating conditions. And it can also lead to social isolation and emotional guarding. Migraines may also result from perfectionism. It may significantly impact social relationships and normal development, so much so that children may need professional assistance. So what can parents do themselves if they recognize that their child is a perfectionist? Well, some perfectionists have what is called a fixed mindset. That is, they believe that people are smart or not smart. And then failure means you are not smart. So this is in contrast to a growth mindset where people feel that intelligence may be developed. With a growth mindset, they are learners and they want feedback in order to get better. And they feel successful if they can achieve something they couldn't achieve before. So why is this important, the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset? Well, the growth mindset is more amenable to learning, and the fixed mindset tries to avoid mistakes at all costs, which limits learning opportunities. Parents can encourage their children to be more open to learning by praising effort rather than praising results. So if children are praised as being smart, then they're more likely to have fixed mindsets, and then they'll develop a fear of making mistakes, which would result in them being labeled as not smart. Exactly. And those recognized and praised for their effort will be more motivated to learn new things and less afraid of making mistakes along the way. So, for example, if your child gets upset because they made a mistake, remind them that they won't learn if they don't make mistakes, that this is a good learning opportunity. And this reminds me of you know, what we hear all the time in the tech industry in Silicon Valley, that you know, if you haven't failed at five startups, you're not really trying, right? And just remind them to focus on the effort that they are making, their persistence. That's where praise is important and can reinforce their priorities. It may also be useful to share times that you made mistakes or failed and that everything turned out fine. I hope it turned out fine. Or maybe it turned out even better because of the experience of making the mistake. It really is important for children to have role models and opportunities to learn from the experiences of others. So we have talked about limits and boundaries in relationship to several behavioral issues in other episodes, and the same applies here. If parents are too permissive, if they set few boundaries or rules, then the parents may have more of a friendship relationship to their children rather than a mentorship approach. Then the children end up wanting to please their parents, often by achieving perfection. So it's better to have clear boundaries, to set limits, and then children can thrive within these limits. And some children perceive their parents as stressed, and they want to take care of them by limiting any additional stress by being perfect. Some common situations where parents may be stressed include divorce, illness, major life changes, like moving to a different house or household or other life traumas. It's important for parents to take care of themselves so that they are in a good place to be with their children. Then their children won't get the idea that they need to take care of their parents in addition to all the other life changes and learning that growing up has to offer. 
We touched briefly on some of the societal pressures that children are under these days, including the pressure to get into the best schools or how celebrities are idealized. Parents can help their children put these pressures into perspective, including frank discussions of their goals and how they relate to higher educational institutions. And for more discussion about how to help children deal with the media these days, check out our episodes on screen time and digital literacy. It's important to recognize when perfectionism has become a real problem. Excessive self-criticism is one sign, calling themselves stupid or hopeless that they can't do anything right. If it goes so far that they're afraid of trying anything new that's obvious that they would like to do, that may indicate that they are too afraid of failing so that they don't even try. Another concern is if they can't move on from a mistake, if they perseverate about it and remain frustrated. And then some children are never satisfied. They have achievement after achievement, and all they can think about is how they could have done better. All these are signs that their perfectionism may have gone too far. If you think that your child needs additional help dealing with perfectionism, then reach out to your pediatrician, your school counselor, or school psychologist. Let's summarize some of the main issues with perfectionism. Perfectionism results in striving for unattainable and unrealistic perfection, which inevitably leads to disappointment and self-criticism. It's common, occurring in more than 25% of adolescents. Perfectionism has genetic components, but may also be exacerbated by parenting styles and societal pressures. Signs of perfectionism include unrealistic high expectations, being overly self-critical, and then feelings of inadequacy and low self-confidence. This may lead to procrastination and avoiding new experiences. Perfectionism may also lead to anxiety, depression, migraines, and social isolation. Parents can help their perfectionist children by focusing on praising their efforts instead of telling them that they are smart or that they're geniuses. Sharing your own experiences and mistakes may be useful. Setting clear boundaries and limits is always appropriate. Putting media pressures to succeed into perspective may be useful, as well as limiting screen time. Some signs of problematic perfectionism include excessive self-criticism, being afraid to try new experiences, not being able to move on from perceived failures, and not being able to enjoy their achievements. For those children who need additional help dealing with perfectionism, talk with your pediatrician or school counselor. Thank you, Dr. Kylie, for stepping in today for this discussion. And what do you think? Was it, was it perfect? <laughs> I, I certainly hope it approximated perfection. <laughs> okay, so that reminds me of a joke. So a perfectionist walked into a bar and they get really mad. Do you know why? Why? Apparently the bar wasn't set high enough for them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> so I... I think you mentioned that you had some perfectionist tendencies in the past. Yes, I like to think of myself as a retired perfectionist. What sort of things did you do and did you recognize in yourself? I think a lot of it was surrounding schoolwork and sort of how you were talking about perseverating on that one question out of 20 I may have gotten incorrect perfectly described me as a child. I recently was speaking to my mom about this, and she would remind me that she would talk to our teachers and ask, like, why is it taking her four or five hours to finish her homework every night? And they would explain to her, 
this homework should take less than an hour. And it really was something that I was internalizing and trying to be a little too perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, we're both in the healthcare profession, and I think it does attract a lot of perfectionists. I mean, we want to get things right. And certainly when we have awesome responsibilities of taking care of patients, we, you know, we, we don't want to be wrong ever. We want to, we want to be right 100% of the time. But one of the issues that you're mentioning, it's, you know, there, there are ways that, that to deal with getting an answer wrong. If you get the answer wrong on a test, then that's good to know. It's good to know that, you know, why was that wrong? And then you learn from that and then you move forward. You don't just perseverate about, oh, you know, darn me, I got that one wrong. But that's a, a learning experience. And it's, you know, I think it's really true. If you're, if you're not making mistakes, then h- how are you pushing your limits? How are you moving forward? How are you, how are you going to achieve more things if you're not making mistakes? Absolutely. And I think it's so important for children and adults alike to really develop those coping skills and learn how to have more of that growth mindset to encourage lifelong learning and learning from your mistakes. Because no matter how perfect we try to be, inevitably mistakes will be made. I heard about uh, my old elementary school recently has been doing failure Fridays or what they call failure Fridays, where they set kids up for in age inappropriate tasks where you ask maybe a group of kindergartners to do something that would be more akin to a fourth grade level to teach them the coping skills of failure and that it's okay as long as you're trying and that eventually if you work hard enough you will develop those skills but it helps to sort of incorporate those coping mechanisms from an early age and introduce that conversation in a more structured format which I thought was wonderful. Wow, your elementary school sounds quite advanced. And yes. <laughs> no, no wonder you turned out so great. Practically perfect. <laughs> Practically perfect. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of Kids Considered. You can find more information on our website, kidsconsidered.ucdavis.edu. Follow us on Twitter at Kids Considered. And Instagram at Kids Considered. If you have feedback on this show or topics you would like us to discuss in the future, we would love to hear from you. Please call us. Our number is 916-915-3388. Or email us at kidsconsidered at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us for our next podcast. Kids Considered is sponsored by UC Davis Children's Hospital. 